Welcome to This Week in Lotus. The weekly roundtable discussion of all things social, collaboration, technology and community. Here's your host, Stuart McIntyre. This Week in Lotus, episode 94, recorded on Friday 23rd March 2012. Educating Connections. Simon Vaughan, Matt Cadere and Barnes Lavens join Darren and I to talk connections, roll out of a new release at Cardiff University, futures for the mobile apps, FixPack 1 for 301, and even Windows Explorer access to your connections files. All this and more on This Week in Lotus. This show is a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. You can find this and other tech-related podcasts at techpodcast.com. Well, hello and welcome to episode 94 of This Week in Lotus. We are back for our weekly roundtable discussion about all things IBM Collaboration Solutions, social collaboration, everything that goes with that. I'm joined, as ever, by Mr. Darren Duke. Hello, Darren. And technically, it's 94 take two. It is. It is. <laughs> we had the worst audio quality issues yesterday we've ever had, I think. It's up there. It's ever since you went to the bit of <laughs> Everybody's voice was dropping out. That's a, that's a first for us. We've had one person sounding awful, but we had all four of us yesterday sounding good, uh, sounding dreadful. But anyway, the, the good news is we are back with a full complement of people today, which is fantastic. We are, and and I want to point out that I did not forget last week's episode. <laughs> I was actually not supposed to be on last week's episode, you but weren't. you forgot that I wasn't supposed exactly. to be. Exactly, so it was me that forgot the podcast, not you. Anyway, it was it was fantastic you were on, and sorry for a slightly short episode, but I think it was still good content last week. Yep, I agree. So we are joined for a connections discussion this week. We're joined by a couple of IBMers and a, a very key connections customer. So let's start with the customer, because they always come first. Let's start with Simon Vaughan. How are you, Simon? Good, thank you. Uh, good afternoon, all. And uh, I'm joining you from a very sunny Cardiff. It must be the uh, the first sunny day we've had in Cardiff this year, and it promises to be a sunny weekend. And you're actually keeping me away from the sun and the beer, so uh, you can see how much I appreciate being on this uh, call. <laughs> well, it's, it's Friday afternoon. Things things will, will go well from here. So do you want to tell us what so. you do for Cardiff? Yes, uh, Deputy IT Director within the uh, Information Services Department at uh, Cardiff University. Uh, I'm also a IBM collaboration champion and a proud Welshman. And for them listeners who don't know why, uh, Wales actually won the uh, Six Nations Grand Slam week last weekend. And we beat all the uh, other teams around here, including uh, France, Ireland, Scotland, Italy, and uh, that little team called England. <laughs> That'll be removed in the blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for those in the States, that's that game with the odd shape ball that actually the rest of the world does play. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Great to have you on, Simon. Thanks for joining us. And also the, the IBMers, we're joined by Matt Cadero. Hi there, Matt. Hey, Stuart and everybody. Uh, great to be back here on This Week in Lotus. Uh, appreciate the time. Fantastic to have you on. Do you want to tell us what you do for IBM? No, uh, I'm going to try to say as little as I can on this call. <laughs> <laughs> that's not allowed. <laughs> uh, so I've been working uh, for quite some time now on the product management team uh, for Connections and um, I have a lot of responsibilities as far as our integration points and APIs and all the fun stuff, I think, uh, within Connections. 
Okay, brilliant. And are you um, are you interested in the plugins as well for some of the other products like Quicker too? Oh uh, yes, absolutely. It kind of folds into our social software story, um, where I just uh, basically cover um, all of the like the Quicker connectors and uh, essentially any kind of social integration point these days. Fantastic. Is still based out of Orlando. I am, and uh, as much as Simon is bragging about his sunny day here, I'm sure I can trump him. Uh, <laughs> we're in the <laughs> we're in the throes of uh, spring break here, and if we can uh, wrap up this call, I'm uh, heading out to the beach. So uh, Simon can, wins on the beer, though. <laughs> <laughs> you can stop now, Matt. We don't want to hear any more about that beach. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, mate. And we're also joined by Barn Slavens. Hi there, Barn. Hello, how are you? Hello, it's great to have you on. Thanks for joining us, Barn. And do you want to tell us what you do? I'm sure. I'm actually excited to be here. It's my first time on. Um, I am, uh, like Mac, I am one of the um, social software product managers focused on connections. And I um, the areas of expertise are profiles, uh, forums, ideation blogs, and um, activities. I also own all the um, social software mobile offerings. So that would cover connections, quicker, and connections in the smart cloud. Fantastic. That's quite a wide brief, isn't it? That must keep you busy. It does, and it's fun because I get to cover a bunch of different areas. Okay, and and I guess the, the mobile is the real sort of hot point at the moment. I guess in t- in terms of you know the, the the breadth of mobile offerings that IBM has got these days, and also the the way that mobile space is developing, it must be quite tough to keep on top of. Um, it does. It, you know, we have to keep up to date on exactly what's happening with the different devices um, in the consumer space and also how that's affecting the enterprises. You know, there's a certain lag time. And so we have to make sure that we are, you know, getting ready for what our customers will be doing in the future and, um, and just seeing what our competitors have out there. So it definitely keeps us nice and busy. Okay. And we've got sunshine in Cardiff and sunshine in Orlando. So what's it like where you are? Oh, in Raleigh, North Carolina, it is nice and hot and sunny. Sounds good. Nice am, I only, am, am I the only person where it's raining? <laughs> you might be. In Atlanta, it is raining. Wow. Warm still, though, I should think. Oh, it's about 85 degrees. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. Too warm. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for all of you joining. Uh, that's enough about the weather. Let's crack on with, with topics of interest to our audience. So, Simon, do you want to kick us off? I know that Cardiff are, are big users of connections. Um, I think you've got some news in terms of um, what version you're running there. Yeah, it's uh, the actual story goes back to around the sort of 2007-2008 time frame when I think that we were one of the uh, first customers to actually uh, sign up and uh, see the potential of connections. Went live initially back then in uh, with version 2 of connections and uh, recently, in fact, so recently that it's only about two weeks ago, we actually upgraded to uh, connections 3.11. And uh, really are finding uh, the step change in connections from 2.5 to be a big benefit with inside the uh, university community. So we're rolling out to uh, staff members. And uh, really what we're looking to do is to uh, facilitate uh, new ways of uh, working and new ways of collaboration. Because uh, what we've seen to date is, uh, you know, people are stuck in the inbox and uh, using tools such as uh, connections, portal and quicker how we can move them away from the inbox and uh, facilitate new ways of uh, collaboration. And uh, the story is uh, good so far. We're going out there and reinvigorating the rollout and uh, trying to get uh, guys to actually see the benefits and uh, use the tools. And uh, so far, so good. And is this eventually going to roll out to students as well? Yeah, that's, that's the other part of it. As part of what we're doing now, we're also involving uh, student groups and uh, we've got quite uh, you know 25,000 students here. But we're really looking at... Uh, 
how we can uh, roll it to the student community and how we can uh, integrate it in with the uh, formal learning environment which every university has, which is, in our case, uh, the Blackboard. But it's really to facilitate uh, learning across modules, across groups, and to allow uh, people to uh, find each other, to uh, collaborate on projects which they don't normally collaborate and uh, really to enable uh, youngsters to collaborate in ways which they're used to doing in their uh, outside life as well. So uh, that will come in the future. So here's he's, he's an interesting question. Do, do the staff pick up on it faster or do the students pick up on it faster? That's, that's a very good question. I think uh, it's a generational thing. I think um, staff are picking it up. Staff are using it. Staff uh, want to see the business benefit and they want to uh, know how it will Im- improve the way that they do work, how's it linked to their task and uh, really how it removes a lot of the... Uh, Things which happen on a daily basis, which I would say they want to uh, get away from and uh, really collaborate better. Students, I think, just pick it up and students really look to uh, use the wall, to post on the wall, to use uh, sharing of information. They, they're used to doing that and uh, I think students do pick it up a lot better, but we're, we're running some pilots as we move forward with students to see really how they're going to use this uh, technology. And then, yeah, there's been quite a lot of studies, haven't there, in terms of how millennials or Gen Yers or, or whatever we want to call them, you know, the sort of younger generation um, adopt these tools. And I, I guess mobile is a big part of that. You know, Barn, um, we're seeing a lot of companies moving towards bringing your own devices, but I guess universities are almost sort of leading the, the, the way there in terms of, you know, students have been using their own devices to access university property for a while now. So is, is that playing into a, a, a big growth of, of mobile device access, do you think? Well, we definitely see uh, an increase in that area, absolutely. So, um, especially with you know the the generation that Simon's currently working with, they they push the adoption and and growth within organizations as they start to enter those uh, markets as well. So, we're definitely seeing a, a a burst in the market there. Now, I can I ask Simon a question at this time? Yeah, go for it. So, now that you have three hundred one one, are you allowing folks within the environment to access connections um, from their mobile devices? Yes, totally. Um, it's been quite a big request as well. So we've got people accessing via their iPads, via their iPhones, via their Android, and believe it or not, via the BlackBerry still as well. And uh, the actual mobile client is prov- proving to be one of the uh, key selling points as well because they can access from any place, anytime, anywhere, and to access the uh, the wall and uh, to do status updates without having the, uh, the full experience. But they are finding it uh, very, very good. We are finding it uh, the take up of the mobile side of it to be uh, one of the key things which we've seen since we upgraded to uh, three one one or three point zero one. Yeah, good. that makes that makes me very happy. Yes, yeah, very good. And, and Barn, perhaps we, we can step across to you then. Uh, you know, th- there was uh, it's quite a lot of news around um, release of those mobile clients for connections. How, how long ago was it? So it's three or four months ago, I guess. Um, have they have there been a big take up? But I mean, I guess you must get numbers from the app stores, don't you, in terms of downloads? Have you been impressed by those numbers so far? Yes, and, and as, as more and more of our customers continue to upgrade to the versions that support the mobile offering, we see um, a great increase in those apps being downloaded. So we're, we're very happy with the numbers we're seeing and the responses that we're getting from uh, different companies. Uh, I think at Loadsphere you began to roll out cer- or, or talk about certainly some of the futures for mobile clients. Do you want to talk to us about you know, the, the types of goals you've got for those mobile clients? I'm sure. So, you know, the the first thing we can talk about is what we have planned for our spring release of this year. 
Um, so some of the things that we're looking for on, and, and these are definitely all supporting iOS, Android, and some of the uh, BlackBerry devices. So, and, and we can get into the specifics if you want. But what we're doing is a multi-account login. So allowing our um, customers to um, and users to be able to log into multiple connections accounts. So, you know, on your mobile device, if you want to go on the one that's in the, on the intranet, and then uh, say you want to access the cloud and you want to access your greenhouse account, now you could have all those settings saved on your device and you can just toggle through those for easy access. Uh, also, profile device integration. So we're allowing users to be able to take information from f- profiles and integrate those into their contact list. So, you know, say I call you regularly and I'm constantly looking you up in my uh, profiles. Now I could just add you to my contact list. And next time I need to call you, I just click in there and I can get to you uh, even faster. We're also um, adding some customization and extensibility. So um, as you know, not everybody wants um, the IBM logo all over or the look and feel of the colors. They want to be able to implement their own, um, understandably so. So now we're allowing them to change the name, to change the logo, the banners, and even some of the application names. As we know, some of our uh, customers do change those within their environment. We're allowing those to carry over to the mobile devices as well. Um, We continue to enhance the um, user experience, so picking up gestures for each of the different mobile devices. You know, if you're an Android user, you're used to doing gestures one way. If you're an uh, iOS user, you're used to doing them in a different way. So definitely enhancing it to utilize those particular gestures. And then my favorite part of the spring release um, is the native uh, file support. And what this will allow users to do is now they can actually upload files directly into the files application, and we will have some offline support in that application as well. That is a big update. Never ask me to give a quick update. <laughs> I've got to say, one of the things which I was really chasing was the ability to actually change the, uh, the name as well, to reflect what you set the name as your instance, and now you're doing that. That is a big step forward as well. Because uh, you know, if, if we set our, our environment to be called Cardiff Connections, the last thing that we want to do when, we, when our users use the mobile client is show connections. And uh, by the uh, customization of the actual settings on the mobile, mobile side, that's a big step forward as well, which is great. Absolutely. And we want to give you the, the ability to um, customize it in the way that your, uh, you know, your user base is used to using it rather than cause any confusion. Yeah, that's, that's a big, big, big part. Hey, hey, Simon, I might ask, sorry, Darren, um, is it, have you branded uh, connections there, uh, Cardiff Connections? And, yeah, and we maybe call, we, to, yeah. Yeah, we've, we called ours Cardiff Connections, uh, but I know a lot of other organizations who've done the same th- sort of thing. And a big thing is when you go into the mobile client, it just comes up with connections. Now, it's only a small change, but from a branding perspective, to see one common look and feel and to see one common name is uh, a big step forward. And the ability to do that is uh, one big win. And, and Darren and Stuart, you guys probably have uh, hands-on with this. I, I, from my perspective, and I deal a lot with our uh, core capabilities around the UI, so many times as people are looking to, to augment the web UI or to change it or customize it to their environment, they want to change the name and put in images. Is that something that's fairly common? I mean, we, we've strived a lot within Connections to make it flexible to do that. 
I, I say it everywhere. You know, um, every customer that I have, um, you know, have customised in some way, and typically they tend to choose a name that isn't, you know, IBM Connections for, for their site. Yeah, it's, it's one of the wonderful things about Connections is you can brand it to really fit your corporate culture and and label it in a way that means something to your users. You know, so it might be Connect Connections, but equally it might be Team Space or you know something very focused on on the the culture of the organisation. And I think. Yeah, something that I see as a little bit of a challenge with connections is at the moment that there's quite a lot of different places you need to customise to to get that name to stick across all the notifications, all the logos, all the getting started pages, all the help pages, and so on. And and I know that's something that you've had fed back to your team, and I think it's something you'll probably work on in the future. But certainly, it's it's both a strength and a weakness at the moment because it's great to be able to do it, but it's quite hard to, to actually do that job. It is it is needle in the haystack. But one of the interesting things I've found is a lot of people are trying to morph the name of their customization to mm. something like LinkedIn. So, yeah. you know, STS in or something linked more from that with their company name. And I was kind of surprised. I, I don't really see it in that context because I don't do a lot of LinkedIn, but apparently morphing it into that context for some organizations is working to get over the barrier about what it does. Mm. Yeah, and I've, uh, I haven't seen the, uh, an instance that's you know revolves around a LinkedIn naming, but I do see a lot, um, like Simon said, around team or um, also community, which uh, for me makes it a little confusing when I talk about communities within their community. But um, you know, we uh, again we're we're constantly um, trying to make uh, connections as amicable to any, you know any environment. So Stuart, we'll uh, we'll simplify that for you, and uh, hopefully uh, make things a little bit easier. I think the other thing as well is uh, sort of integration aspects as well and how connections needs to become more of a platform and the ability to change not just the name and the uh, environment, but how you can then integrate it into other platforms. I know you've gone a long way down that track and hopefully when new versions come out, how it becomes more of a development environment which is able to integrate into other applications will be a big, big sell in organisations. And I think it's it's something that's very kind of special about social in, in many ways is that, um, you know, when we've rolled out, you know, Darren, you can probably speak to this, when we've not rolled out Notes and Domino over the years, it's very obvious it's an email or, or it's a collaboration platform and it kind of exists as an application. You know, everybody knows they open up Lotus Notes in the morning that's what it is it's lotus notes it's not my company mail or whatever it's it's lotus notes you use or it might be microsoft outlook i think with social we're, we're being asked a lot more to fit it very much within you know the way the company wants to move in the future so it, it's not that they're buying a tool from ibm and that's what it is it's more that that they're using that tool as a way to engender change within their company and therefore there's much more demand around that customization side of things than perhaps there has been in the past is that the integration with your uh, cell phone and your? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Mac, do, you know, do you see that? Do you see um, you know, a, social, a social type of environment as being different in terms of demands on customization and integration than perhaps some of the applications we worked with in the past? Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, I, I started working with um, IBM and Lotus Technologies and um, in, in Lotus Notes 452, and everything was centric around uh, sharing documents or uh, creating the right, um, you know, filters and views on work that was happening in, in the Notes platform for me. Um, and that's uh, evolved uh, from social to doing more around people. So the ability that we have to integrate things like our person card, 
or um, to inject profile information into other applications, uh, whether it's on the back end using something like TDI or um, using our feeds from like uh, Atom or even JSON to make sure that um, we could take that, that person information and, and have that social aspect put into applications. And, you know, many times um, we see uh, customers asking, you know, how can we pull this uh, out or integrate it into our existing applications? And in some cases, um, using connections as a platform at, on the back end uh, to kind of manage all that, but not um, really looking to have a full-on shift to, you know, your new places is connections to do that. It's more of a social augmentation to um, include profile data into places that they're working already. So those uh, notes applications that, you know, are getting webified with X pages and stuff like this uh, can now be more easily uh, integrated into the social story. Uh, and I think to take that a step for, for, uh, further as well, you know, the, the big thing which people are looking for around the, acti- around the sort of status board is the move towards activity streams and the, uh, the real ability to pull information into one place and also to post to multiple places about what is going on in your life and uh, what is happening in your work environment and to see that in one place and not have to go to different places. And it's good to see what we've seen at Lotusphere with uh, connections going into that way, especially on the activity streams and all the standards and that, etc. And that is going to be the big shift in how people use these tools and how they start engaging in the future as well. And it really then becomes more and more people-centric and more and more around uh, systems of engagement. Yeah. And uh, so with the adoption of activity streams and open social, not only do we gain the ability to include information into those streams so you have a single source um, to look at everything, whether it's within you know, your, your connections homepage or community or even on somebody's profile board, but also we're, we're taking that same gadget uh, that we're using within connections and making it essentially portable to other open social containers. So um, we could see this uh, running outside of connections, but having the same information uh, spread throughout the environment. So uh, like I said, now you could take that profile data and move it around, but now we can take you know, all of the um, activity stream data and also socialize applications with that. So a lot of, lot of potential and possibilities here for social growth and um, essentially the evolution of um, you know, what we're doing as far as integration with applications. And, and I do think it's took IBM a couple of swings and misses. The, 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 uh, I've heard from various IBMers over the decades the word personal portal to talk A about portal, then B about um, apps inside of notes, especially when 8 came out and you were able to wire all the stuff in. And I just don't think they took off in, in, in a personnel kind of way. And I think connections fills that gap. And I, I don't know if it was meant to be that way, but I, I do see it becoming the hub of all the transactions that you are interested in, in inside of your environment. And, and, and I don't know if that was meant to happen, but I think this is the platform eventually that's going to bring that together. I, I agree, but the, the only big beef that I've got on about it is that the guys need to get quickly onto the plate with this and not miss the opportunity because uh, we've been asking for this for quite a number of months now and we need to see some actual uh, results and we need to see the new versions coming down the pipeline quite quickly because other products are actually jumping ahead and uh, what they need to do with the activity streams, with all the other cool features that we see, is get them out there to the customers and uh, get them into production. Yep, and Ed, Simon, to that point too, um, you know, there's... Uh, also, the need for our partners and uh, developers at customers to better understand the abilities of activity streams and embedded applications to be able to inject that content uh, into the, the yeah, totally. stream or the hub. So, 
uh, almost a, a call to action here is to you know understand that open specification and start to think about how you can take your solution or, or your application and, and start to bring it into this environment to really help um, streamline where where your users are seeing information uh, there's there's just big benefits overall to everybody in, in kind of looking at this and taking action on working with it. And hopefully then the, the connections ecosystem then really starts going on a pace. And, and Mac, on that point you just raised, um, something that, that we've kind of heard from IBM a lot over the last maybe even five years, maybe a bit longer, is that Portal mm. has been that kind of integration point for multiple apps that want to, to be kind of sat together on, on a single pane of glass for users to see. It's, it's been Portal that's been the engine for integrating those. I know Portal will still have a purpose in the future, but do you see connections being much more the place where those things happen through things like Open Social and the Activity Stream? Um, you know, I, I don't know if you're asking if connections displaces portal. Or, uh, I, I wasn't. I wasn't being that that kind of nasty to you. It was, it was more. <laughs> it was yeah. more <laughs> yeah. No, it, it's it's more just um, they're kind of different kinds of integration, aren't they? One is is in terms of having multiple applications, or um, you know, giving you a view in in one place that you can go to. So kind of like a dashboard, right? Whereas I, I see connections much more as a a stream of things that are happening in your environment. And it's a different kind of integration. And I'm just wondering, from your perspective, do you see that integration point becoming more important as we see um, people moving towards more of that kind of way of working? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it, it kind of tipping me towards some upcoming work that we have. But we're essentially the portlets that we have for connections are going be beyond uh, just being able to show blogs or activities or uh, wikis or profiles within the connections dashboard space and getting into more of a blended application or web experience, if you will, that allows for a community to be wholly represented within a uh, portal page. And you can start to look at what portal is very good at doing is starting to blend um, maybe content that's put together within portal and um, specific to a group to, you know, what's being put into connections around a community. And so uh, you can now put together a very nice architected uh, page of community data and the membership of that community around the profile and that, that community's blog or activities they have with existing content that exists already within um, the portal space or other applications that are surfaced up through portal and get, um, you know, a, really a great blended application that um, has a immediate impact on its users and, um, again, kind of infuses the, the social benefits from connections into places that people are working already within the portal space. I see exceptional social experiences in our future. <laughs> Let me get we'll registered get to that domain now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Stuart, you register it, and then uh, Darren, we'll get you on the naming board here so <laughs> you can come up with some more. Adam Brown will probably vouch for me. <laughs> And then this is one of the things I want to highlight that Mac just mentioned as he was talking about the activity stream and, and the importance of, you know, ensuring we have, um, you know, partners and everyone leveraging that. One of the things we're going to do is we're going to carry that onto the mobile devices as well. So once um, we've released Connections 4 on the desktop, you'll be seeing an update shortly after that for the mobile devices, which will also integrate the activity stream into the app. And, and I have a question around mobile devices. So, so when, when an organization says a, a mobile device, I think we as, as consumers and partners, we have the expectation of, of like every device on the face of a planet. But that's not necessarily the case. And what I'm thinking of here is obviously with a new iPad, um, 
Volker Weber had posted this morning that if you look at the display, it is so much better. But if organizations customize their display to the new iPad, it's you know you're going to buy one. Is is IBM looking at the differences in the individual family of devices to maybe make more real estate available thanks to Retina? Um, that is some of the stuff we're looking at right now. So as you know, with the with the release of the new iPad. We're looking at how we can leverage some of the new, um, you know, the, the resolution, the updates into the next app that we put out into the market. So it's not going to be, it's not something you're going to see right away in the spring release, but it may be some uh, benefits of it you'll see coming in the uh, summer release. And, and that's, a, I wanted to ask this question before, but the release schedules is, it is, it is spring, summer, fall, spring, summer, fall kind of idea, right? That 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 is correct. If 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 you don't like that, you know, uh, particular breakout like we've done it, um, you know, you can align spring with Q two, summer with Q three, and uh, fall with Q four. I, I think it works. I think Salesforce dot com <laughs> did a good a good job in the previous decade teaching people that was how these things are going to be rolled out, and I, I would stick with it. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, the, uh, we, you know, we like it, and that's that's the the the, the terminology that I prefer to use. And, and I, it, particularly in the social mobile space, I can see that becoming more of a demand. You know, you know g- given you're competing against very nimble startups and cloud-based providers, I, I, I imagine that the pace of change is only going to accelerate over time rather than decelerate. And therefore, IBM is going to come up against pressure just as Microsoft and Jive and all the others are in terms of keeping up with that, that speed of change. Mm-hmm. And that's when, that's why you'll see that um, we release mobile apps faster than you're seeing the connection server updates or releases is that because um, we're making so many changes in that area um, and that if we decide to um, wait a longer period of time, we feel that sometimes we miss the market opportunity to get out there as early as possible. So that's why you'll see us doing um, a, a certain set of changes and going out hopefully on a seasonal um, timeline and we'll continue to do so. That sounds really good, and and yeah, and and Barn, I, I was very impressed with with the the stuff you shared at Lowsphere in terms of the plans you've got for the roadmap for mobile devices. It, I mean, it it sounds as though you're putting a lot of resources into this space and and improving the mobile clients as we go through the year. We are, and we will continue to invest in that area. You know, especially uh, you've probably heard this over and over again at Lotusphere that last year was the first year that we saw that mobile devices outsold laptops, and I think that we're going to continue to see that trend. And we continue to have more and more demands from our customers that they want to be able to just take their iPad or their tablet on the road. And so you'll continue to see us investing in that area and um, releasing uh, more and more updates to the market. Yeah, release fast, release often. <laughs> well, we're trying, but release good quality. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about frequent releases, we just had a, a new release of connections, haven't we? Just in the last week, Fixpack One has been released. Matt, can you talk to to what was involved in that release? Yeah, um, there's a there's a lot that we've put into this uh, Fixpack uh, 3011, which is available today on uh, Fix Central. We put it out um, on the 16th, I believe, um, and. Basically, um, this is a good uh, cumulative uh, roll-up of um, things that we've been wanting to do since releasing um, the 301 release. Um, so uh, in there, you're going to find things like Microsoft uh, Internet Explorer 9 support, uh, support for Firefox 9, um, support on the server side for Red Hat Enterprise Linux uh, 6.1, um, as well as support for uh, same time 852 web proxy integration and um, the ability to what we uh, needed to basically support the, the community 
portal pages work that I was just talking about, um, and even um, the Windows Explorer extension uh, for files uh, that was just released on the Business Solutions catalog. Um, on, on top of that, uh, we've done just a lot as far as uh, hardening the, the, the product a, a little bit more, like things like uh, doing a, another release of our security app scan validation, making sure we're up to date with all known security issues, and um, really just rolling in as many fixes as we possibly can to get them in, into one shot. This is on Fix Central, like I said, and available as an uh, incremental install. Um, so pretty easy to, to put onto your um, connections environment, and uh, I applaud Simon for, for doing that and actually encourage everybody to go out and, and grab this fix pack and, and do the install. Um, any issues that you might uh, have with 301 uh, could be addressed within this. And again, if you want to run uh, great tools like the, uh, the Windows Explorer extension, uh, we, we're kind of making that as a, a prereq for you. And I feel for IBM with, with Firefox because Firefox 9 is so two releases ago. It's, yeah. it's almost <laughs> impossible to keep up with it these days. You, you, you know, I joked the other day that the, oh, there's a new Firefox release. It's time for me to change my underwear. <laughs> so, and, and Chrome as well. Chrome is just the same. Yeah. yeah, a very good point. And also um, Safari. I mean, Safari is not as frequent, but they all have the model that they're sending automatic updates now. Um, and uh, what what this is um, requiring us to do is to reevaluate how we look at browser support. Um, and so we're starting to do that, and we're moving um, a bit more quickly. So it would have been in the past that something like Firefox 9 support would have come in a you know major release or something like that, but we're able to roll it now into a, a fix pack. Uh, we, I mean, I, I know Firefox uh, 11's out, and um, you know they're going to keep on going, and, and God knows uh, how high Chrome's going to be before we get to, <laughs> to a major release. But um, you know, uh, at IBM, we're doing the best that we can to uh, essentially keep up um, with the supported browsers. And um, for a lot of our customers, there's um, you know the the ability for their users to upgrade and, and to kind of go with the flow. And that's breaking away from tradition where, you know, it's very tightly controlled by IT on, on what browser you will use. And so uh, just as Connections is, uh, you know, an application that times going with social and is very browser-based where we're moving as IBM to make sure that we are able to, to have the proper level of support, which means for us uh, an extraordinary amount of testing. They, you know, when, when IBM says we support something, um, it's very rare that we, you know, we don't have a scenario that we've come across within the enterprise to make sure that our products work on, you know, your browser. And, Mac, and kudos to IBM for that. Yeah. Mac, Mac, just one question then. You mentioned quite a lot of uh, improvements on the technical perspective. What about from the end user and from the super admin perspective? What's in there from, from, from that perspective then? Um, really not too much. I, I would... Typify this um, fix pack is mostly a, a back-end uh, release. So there's been some bugs and issues that we've uh, fixed on the glass. But like with the 301 release um, where we had things like the addition of ideation blogs and the media gallery and, and you know other new additions uh, beyond 3, this really is, you know, we're at the a 3011 release here. So this is really uh, essentially considered a fix pack and not something that we wanted to have as a, a vehicle for major new feature functionality. Okay. Um, 
And and to that end, um, again, in, in installing it, um, you know, it's it's very easy. You could just go ahead and, and deploy it out as that incremental install. We um, aren't looking for you to migrate or update database schemes or, or things like that. No changes to LDAP uh, records or anything. It should be something that uh, everyone jumps on to, to get this, um, you know, latest release here. A couple of notes um, from a technical point of view. I've installed it three times now, uh, the, the dot one um, update, and, and there's a new update installer which came out just a couple of days ago, 21st of March that came out, so look out for that on Fix Central. Um, there's also a couple of WebSphere fixes. Um, that was going to be my point. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. I recommend you put on as well, so make sure they're there. I would also take the opportunity, if you're bringing your servers down, to get actually up to the latest version of WebSphere that Connection supports, which is 70019. So if you can get up to that and make sure those fixes are on there, I think it's all, all good preparation to do. And the web series fixes are above 19, right? Yeah. They're above beyond, I think. Okay. Yeah, so, so get WebSphere up to date, get connections up to date. Um, and, and, and the other thing is, is sorry, this is a bit kind of inside baseball, but that there was a, a fix pack called CR3 that was kind of pre-announced and then withdrawn by IBM, but it contained a whole load of fixes for communities and forums um, that were tremendous fixes, but there was some issue with it. I don't know what the issue was, but it was withdrawn. And you could still get it from IBM support, but that all those fixes are rolled into fix pack one. So if you have any issues with communities and forums, get up to fix pack one because um, it solves a lot of problems there the other thing is is something i blogged about recently was um there's an issue with chrome duplicate headers um and again chrome isn't supported this is ibm doing stuff out of the goodness of their heart but that uh, that fix is also included in fix pack one so if you have the problem with duplicate headers on chrome that's solved with fix pack one so yeah. kudos <laughs> to ibm yeah, good point there, Stuart. Um, I, I did like that one. Even though we, we don't officially have Chrome support uh, with Connections 3, we did make sure that uh, our users that are, that are taking advantage of it both on, on premises and, and within the smart cloud or otherwise can, can uh, you know, uh, hopefully use that browser to the best of its abilities uh, against Connections. And um, just to tease a little bit, it is on our list uh, for our next release of Connections coming out this year. And, and just because just you brought it up, is, is the fix pack already on the smart cloud? Implementations. I, I believe that it is. Um, it, so it should be on the the smart cloud, no, uh, formerly known as Lotus Live. Um, and I, I believe that the greenhouse team is working uh, to deploy it now. If I uh, if I can remember, I'd have to go back and check on their exact schedules. The other thing that has that changed in FixPack 1, which um, may be of use to some people, is you now have the option as an admin to allow community owners to decide what the default view of, of forums is within that community, which is something I, I used in one of my customers were asking for. So by default, in previous versions of Connections, when you went into the forum, it always showed you the latest posts, which meant that users had to click on a tab to see their forums and then go into the forum they wanted to go into. That You can now decide on a community-by-community -community basis which one of those defaults you want to have. So, you know, that's, that's a limited interest to a small number of people, but certainly the people that do care about that will, will be pleasantly surprised by the change as well. I think, Stuart, we did that one just for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, and the other thing from an admin perspective is you can now preview uh, user data synchronization. So if you're going to do a, a sync with your LDAP, you can actually see what change it's going to make, which, again, is a massive thing if you're dealing with a quite a large environment. So tremendous. Thank you for all that information, Mac. Um, and, and the other update, you've already mentioned it, was the Windows Explorer plugin, um, which is now available from the greenhouse or catalog or whatever you want to call it. Um, do you want to talk through what that enables so this is a, a fantastic addition um, for uh, connections users 
what we're what we've done is essentially extend uh, connections files to the desktop, um, allowing Windows Explorer access to files so that uh, you, users can take advantage of what they've shared up on connections uh, in their personal file share as well as within communities, um, and to um, basically have a, a no barrier entry into sharing files. Uh, a lot of great capabilities in using this. Everyone can can go and download it today at catalog.lotus.com, our, our business solutions catalog. Um, and Luis Benitez has done a, a great 13-minute movie on a lot of the capabilities. I, I noted as I was reviewing it that he <laughs> left some out, but uh, I think the time would have just went on and on and on, and we'd have to get him a red carpet to uh, properly to deploy it out to Hollywood or something. <laughs> but... Um, Essentially, what we want is to have an Explorer representation of the files. So you can uh, drag and drop um, files from your local desktop directly to uh, the connection server. We're using the Atom API to talk from uh, Windows back to uh, the connection's uh, file server. And uh, you can go beyond by um, you know, working with regular binaries by doing uh, things that we have in files today, looking at the metadata, uh, sharing content, see how many uh, downloads have been in there, um, putting in things like tags, uh, you know, looking at different versions and, and things like this that we've all come accustomed to in, in connections files. Uh, to help do that uh, and, and to, again, look at the user experience, we've taken the organization of my files, pen files, files shared with me, uh, and even um, foldering options and brought that into Windows Explorer as well. So you have uh, kind of the same uh, capabilities, look and feel, but um, within this Explorer extension. And then it goes beyond in, in working with your um, communities in, in a single place too. So you can add in uh, a community that you want to share a file with and easily drag um, a file directly towards that community and, um, again, have all that same kind of social features or the metadata around that file, if you will. Um, so the, and, so the, yeah, obvious analogy, the obvious analogy here is it's, it's a bit like a quicker connector. Is there any future in maybe morphing all of these connectors into one so we have one connector to rule them all? Ah, one connector to rule them all. So, I, yeah, I, we're looking uh, at that possibility. So, um, there's there's a lot of work uh, in making that happen. And what we're actually doing now, and this is my team, uh, as far as you know, our extension points and what we call kind of linked value, if you will, to um, social products offered by IBM is we're seeing you know how we can come up with a solution that will be a one for all, or or what we need to do to to match a, a high majority of our use cases. So um, there, there is some work in that space, but um, it's, a, it's a big road ahead as uh, the quicker connectors have done a, a fantastic job over the years at uh, allowing teams to, to work together and, and to bring uh, content from your, your local file system up into a, a team space. And uh, we want to kind of continue that thread and, and are looking uh, for the best ways to do that. And I suppose a plea as well, don't forget the Mac and uh, Finder integration as well. Yeah, be, absolutely. Uh, on the, it's it's always on on uh, my mind as uh, I'm a I'm a Mac user myself and want to make sure that um, you know as as we are moving forward that we have solutions here both for Windows users and for Mac users um, and so maybe obvious to uh, you know people that have done Windows development or worked with this it's a it's actually a bit easier to do things like to extend um, Microsoft Windows Explorer. 
Um, so uh, for us, it was an easy entry and uh, obviously a, a huge win for a majority of our customers to, that are you know, Windows-based. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we got that, but we're, we're continuing to um, put together our plans um, for Mac and, and to evolve you know, what we can do there on, on all fronts. That's great. And I'm, I'm actually surprised you don't get a lot more pressure internally, given the, the prevalence of Macs now at the higher echelons of, of IBM, especially That's on the uh, files <laughs> connectors. Well, they all got iPads now, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I was so last year. <laughs> so that's, uh, it makes it easy for me. I just kick it to Bond and say, Bond, now this is your problem. So. <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny. As, as a Mac user, primarily, most people who listen to this podcast know uh, that, and, uh, and Mac and I have had discussions about this in the past, but it's actually seeing the Windows Explorer integration, which I think you have done a phenomenal job with, guys. Um, it just makes me want that Mac connector even more. It makes me see the possibilities for that Mac connector. You know, being able to right-click a file and see the properties and see how many times it's been commented on, see how many versions there have been, look at the downloads, all from my Windows desktop. It's just amazing. You know, it just brings that file's functionality much closer to the user rather than it being several clicks away. It's, it's that suddenly they're, you know, right in front of them. And the other thing is, is for the first time ever, I've hit a quota. Uh, with my file sharing within connections because you know, suddenly it's really easy to upload a whole load of files that you want to share with people versus doing them almost on a one-by-one -one basis. So um, I can see there being even more clamour for a Mac release once people have tried this Explorer plugin, which, as I say, you've done a tremendous job with. Yeah, thank you. And that's a great feature you mentioned is essentially um, the ability to drag multiple files into your uh, shared file repository. Upon connections, so um, you know, highlight everything you want and let your mouse put it put it on on the files. It's a uh, it's a great feature on there. And what type of admin is putting quotas on, Stuart? You keep complaining about that. It's by default, mate. <laughs> so maybe we need to push connect, uh, connections admins to up their quotas to to something a bit larger. Um, but um, and and Barn, back over to you. Um, you know, a lot of people rave about Dropbox um, for the ability to be able to almost carry around their file stores with them on mobile devices. So you know, they're on their iPad and they can still get all their files because they're in their Dropbox. I'm guessing that as you improve the files support within the the um, clients on the mobile devices, you're kind of going to get that access to to your connections file store as you go as well. Right, and you'll start, you know you'll see the first um, implementation of that with the native file support that will be coming out in the spring. So we're definitely working towards that accessibility and ease of access to all your files right there um, in a nice organized fashion. So definitely a goal that we're working on. You'll start to see it, and we'll continue to enhance on it in the later releases of this year as well. Is that offline access as well? Because here in deepest Wales, we often get no internet connectivity. So offline access. It's all about sunshine. <laughs> yep, exactly, fi yeah. files will have offline support. Excellent. Yay. Yes. This is so good. And um, you know, one last thing before we move on is um, you know, Connections 4 is or, or it's felt like it's been sort of around the corner for a little while now. Um, what's the latest kind of public status on, on Connections 4? When are we likely to see it? And, and you know, what are you looking forward to most in Connections 4? Now, Mac, um, last I heard was the second half of this year. Yeah, um, that's right. And uh, in, it, I guess as far as new features coming, I've already talked about the activity stream and the re-architecture of how we um, work with uh, open social and being able to bring information to users. Um, a, a lot of strong work in communities. Um, one of the things that uh, I, I love getting applauses for when I talk to uh, users is the essentially the ability to bring calendars into communities. 
um, and uh, you know, there's, there's tons of, of great new entries um, and, and even minor little things like uh, the ability to search through status updates and, and with that the ability to have hashtag support uh, within status updates. So as people are doing micro vlogs and you know want to do a pound uh, and some key term, they can they can do that and it becomes a searchable artifact across connections and um, you know adds in all of the other um, capabilities that we already have within connection search. So um, huge features there. Uh, bon, I'll let you kind of say some of your favorites as well. If I didn't take them. I mean, I think you took most of them, but that's okay. Uh. So one, of, one of my favorite ones is that, you know, the ability to view inline from the activity stream. So if there's a presentation or there's an attachment, I can just click on it and actually get an idea of what it is before I launch it or download it. And that to me is, is quick, easy access that's going to make my job a lot easier. And I think the one we discussed at Lotusphere as well was the mentions. I had to mention that one, the app mentions. So, um, we actually, so that's a, a very high request for yes. uh, connections. However, um, we don't have app mentions coming in the connections uh, for release. So um, there's some more work that needs to be done there, but uh, that's going to that's gonna keep us busy. And, uh, <laughs> that's what we like. And, yeah, absolutely. But uh, app, we, I mean, we, I, I hear it all the time and um, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, having something that we can deliver there. And so I've, I've, I've gone. I figured out a way that it's because uh, Stuart mentioned it just been around the corner for a long time. I've I've got a fix for that. Just call it Connections Five. <laughs> <laughs> and talking about Connections Five, if uh, Simon, if somebody wanted a feature like App Mentions or another feature they think is really important in Connections Five, what should they do? Well, they should use the uh, Connections user community on Greenhouse. You know, we've got over, I think it's about 650 users in there now, uh, using Ideation Blog to actually uh, request features. And I know that uh, the product managers such as Ban, such as Max, such as uh, Luis Benitez, uh, Ronnie Mafia, Jim Battle, etc., are looking in there and also then seeing uh, which they should prioritize and which they should use. And uh, I think uh, users out there need to get in there, start putting the request in and put some uh, real comments in there as well. And hopefully the, uh, the developers find that of use. Oh, yes. And, and I want to definitely second that. I mean, I can't tell you how much we are focused on that community and how much attention we give it. I personally um, go in there all the time. We are, as we start to gather requirements for the next major release, I've been making priority lists about the feedback that we've been receiving. Um, you know, Ronnie has great visibility into it. We report uh, to Jeff about what we're seeing in that community as well. So definitely, definitely encourage people to use it. Excellent. And thanks to and, you guys as well for doing it. Yeah, and just a little uh, you know tip there. Uh, you know, promote what you see, but also give comments on it. So yeah. it helps us uh, to better define what people are looking for. So sometimes there's just a term that says at mentions. But what's really interesting is you look at at mentions. Does it? Do you at mention people, or do you start at mentioning artifacts within connections, or or things like a community, or a blog, or a wiki page? Um, and uh, you know, having the the ability to to look in and zero in on based on comments the you know exact requests like that really helps us uh, kind of shape the product and um, you know I can't tell you uh, how much like Bond said we depend on that but also um, use it as a sounding board uh, to deliver um, very quickly you know enterprise social software so um, direct impact on the product when when using that and Simon thank you for all your work there no problem. And on that note, we, we've kind of run out of time for topics, so let's move on to our tips. Every week we ask our guests and uh, hosts as well for a tip that they can share with you, the audience. So, Darren, kick us off. 
So last week when I said I didn't have one because I wasn't supposed to be on the podcast, uh, Lisa got upset. <laughs> there was there was a whole series of Skype chats about, hey, you should if you don't have a tip, say something we sell and that you actually like. So and uh, I went back and had a look around, and the one that came to mind was Veeam. We do an awful lot of virtualization work with VMware, and Veeam is still today, hands down, by far the best backup and replication tool out there for virtual machines on VMware. And now on Hyper-V, not that I've ever seen a Hyper-V implementation in the wild yet. Um, but Veeam, we sell it, we love it, we do it. If you have virtual machines, you need to back them up. That's the tool you need to use. Fantastic. I've not seen that before, so I'm going to go and have a look now, and I'll be buying it from you, Darren, if it's any good. And Mac, what's your tip? So I want to go back to um, the files uh, plugin and want to want to give a, a little love to our Mac users uh, and and let you know that you can um, start to use the the files plugin in Notes um, essentially similarly to uh, what we have for uh, Windows Explorer. And to do this, um, you want it to detach that side shelf plugin and have it open in its own window and then allow it to float around on your desktop. And then as you have files, whether in Finder or on your desktop or in some folder, um, you can actually drag those directly to uh, that detached plugin and um, allow it to handle the upload for you directly to the file server. So um, great capabilities in, in sharing files there. Uh, if you don't have that notes plugin, that's also available for free on the uh, business solutions catalog at, at catalog.lotus.com. Uh, install it, detach it, and uh, enjoy sharing files. I hadn't ever considered detaching it and having a separate window. I think that's a great idea. Thank you, Mac. Super. And Simon, what's your tip? Yeah, my tip is it's five o'clock in the UK on a Friday, so it's beer o'clock. But uh, my real tip is is that if you're really into uh, social business, join the uh, Dashes Social Business Council. Uh, there's really some great discussions in there around uh, adoption, what other people are doing around social business, and uh, some really great guys to uh, learn a lot of uh, interesting stuff off. Fantastic. That's great. And Barn, do you have a tip? I do, and mine is a mobile tip. So if you're on a mobile device using iOS and you get an email attachment from your uh, mobile uh, on your mobile device you can click on that attachment and email hold it down for a couple seconds and it's going to give you the opening connections option and then you can share that file directly into connections ooh guys did you ooh. know about that no That's that a was new a one. that was a question my users had this week in fact so i'm going to take that one back <laughs> my developers say it worked i've tested it go try it and let me know what you think yeah, because what it was doing is open up uh, the native. It was open up an app for the browser. So I'll try that one. That's good. Thank you. So the trick, the trick is to keep your finger on it. You do. You got to hold your finger on it for a couple seconds. Yes. Fantastic. And and actually, Barn, along those lines, is there any news in terms of when you get notifications from connections coming to your email that when you click on them, it would open the native app on the device? We are working on the mail, email redirect um, in one of our releases for this year. Awesome. Thank you. That's really good news. And um, mine is also a connections tip. Um, there are some great resources on the internet for anybody interested in connections. Uh, Simon's already mentioned the greenhouse. Um, we also have a user group um, called Social Connections, which I've mentioned on this podcast a few times. There's a LinkedIn group. The link in this is in the show notes to that group. We've now got around 1,500 people in that group. Lots of ongoing discussion about uh, connections. And and the good thing about that is it, it, it's got a big reach in that it reaches to people who wouldn't normally be interested in connections. So um, if you've got business people or whatever that you 
think are interested in social, make sure they're aware of that group on LinkedIn. There's also a Skype chat, um, which is all about connections at a more of a kind of technical level. So if you're an admin or an infrastructure guy who's who's deploying connections uh, or a developer maybe that's starting to develop for it, make sure you get invited to that Skype chat. Um, just speak to almost anybody on this call. They can add you into that Skype chat. I certainly can. Uh, and, and that's a group that's growing. And you can get real-time um, answers to your questions. And lastly, the Social Connections group is meeting in person for the third time. The date for that has changed. It's now the 22nd of June 2012, and that meeting will be in Dublin. Uh, registration is open right now. The link is in the show notes. If you want to come along, please do. It's on a Friday, so it's a good opportunity to spend a, a weekend in Dublin. What more could you ask for? And Guinness. Guinness. A pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> even better well i hope lots of people make it to that it should be a great social weekend in 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 all regards so thank you to all of you for taking part this podcast let's quickly go around the table and ask how do people um get hold of you do you have a twitter id or a blog or anything darren start us off blog.darrentook for shock horror two blog posts this week there might be a third one because i've got to kick the crap out of semantic um (laughs) And then Darren Duke, all one word for my 140 character rants about BMW drivers on Twitter. And thank you to Lisa for letting me steal her headset. Otherwise, I would have become what I hated, and that is an inbuilt microphone user. <laughs> so glad. You sound good. And Barn, how do people find you? I am on Twitter as Barn Slavens, and that's where you can easily find me. Fantastic. Look forward to speaking to you on Twitter soon. And thank you so much for all your hard work on the mobile stuff. Uh, you're doing great work. and It's fantastic to see IBM kind of leading the way in terms of some of those uh, applications. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you all. And Mac, how do people find you? Um, it's pretty easy. I've cornered the market on my first name, last name. So Mac Gadira uh, as one word. And uh, you can put that into just about anything and find me, whether it's on uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or my blog at uh, macadera.com. So um, just get the, the proper spelling for Gadera, and I think you'll be all set. Awesome. Thank you, Mac. And Simon? Yeah, the best one is uh, Twitter, which is simply Simon, which the uh, Simon is with a one, so simply S1MON. And uh, just catch me on there. Awesome. Thanks for taking part, Simon. Thanks to all of you for being part of the podcast on this sunny Friday afternoon. And you can find me on Twitter at Stuart McIntyre or at the new blog at blog.collaborationmatters.com. Thanks to everybody for taking part and for you, the listeners, for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Do contact us on Twitter at This Week in Lotus or on the blog at thisweekinlotus.com. Until next week, have a fantastic week. And this was This Week in Lotus. Bye. All opinions expressed during this podcast are those of the participants only and do not necessarily represent those of their employer. You're on a driving course, I do believe. I, I was. I was. I was on defensive driving. Um, and it really as made a, the American offensive driving, uh, which which is my natural state of driving. To be quite honest, I usually have one hand on the steering wheel and one finger in the air. That's why I love automatic cars. <laughs> when Max said he'd cornered the market on all of the networks, I almost asked about adult friend finder. But I didn't. <laughs> Go look. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now Stuart's got that to mean. <laughs> That was way too much information.